sacred rituals, and a cosmic community to enchant your mystical life. This podcast feels like soulful conversations by the fire and under the desert stars. As if you are hanging with your best friends, talking about purpose, the cosmos, and the divine journey we are all on. My name is Anna Alic, and this is the Topanga Moon Podcast. And if you're new to this space, welcome to this spiritual and moon-loving community. We also love the desert. We also love travel. We also love anything cosmic, talking about the universe, connecting to our spirit team. All of those beautiful, mystical elements is what you'll find here on the podcast. (laughs) How's everyone doing? I um, I think the last time I was, yeah, the last time I was on the podcast, I talked about scripting and introducing the scripting challenge. So it's been two weeks since then. And we completed the scripting challenge on Instagram and it was such a cool experience, such a beautiful practice that I continue now. Um, I haven't stopped the scripting challenge. I've just kept going and I just have been loving this time in the morning where I get to dream out the things that I am creating and calling in and it's been just the best I've had so many synchronicities come through just little signs you know little moments that lead to the momentum and lead to the bigger calling in of your desires of, you know, I was driving to a friend's place on the weekend and Google Maps took me down this road that, you know, felt familiar to me, but I'm like, I haven't driven this way to get to her place before. So this is strange. And But the road seemed really familiar and it wasn't until I kind of drove down this like country road for a bit that I realized that this was... Um, one of the locations of the film that I did last year as a costume designer and I had many mornings driving down this road but it was like you know sunrise and I was just focused on getting to set and all these things and it was just such a beautiful reminder that um, this film world is still so much of I'm a part of and that more films are coming and all of those amazing things so It's little signs like that, which are directly related to the things that I'm scripting about that really get me excited because I'm a huge believer that the universe presents us with these, you know, synchronicities and signs to say, yeah, keep going. Like it's, you know, on its way, divine timing is in play. So a lot of things like that have been coming through and I really think it's at connection to my scripting that really has magnified it so I'll keep you posted on all of the things some other things are in the works but I won't talk about it until it all comes to fruition (laughs) um 
but yeah, if you want to check out that challenge, go to uh, Topanga Moon Instagram. So that's Topanga underscore Moon. And you will see all of the scripting is saved as highlights. So you can start at any time and just follow along every single day with the word prompts um, and the different energetics that we're focusing on that day. I also did a survey on Topanga Moon the other day, but I just want to kind of put it out there on the podcast community as well um, because I know some people who are listening to the podcast that don't follow me on Instagram I mean come on follow me on Instagram there's so many fun things that we do on there (laughs) Um, but no so I did this survey and I'm feeling called to do some digital courses or offerings but I'm not sure which one to share at the moment so there was three ideas I have and if you if any of these like really speak to you and you send me an email that would be so helpful and amazing um I just really want to be creating with things that I'm inspired by but also in tune with what people are seeking you know things that people would really love to have or something that they're not seeing kind of in this wellness space um, that may be something that I can create um, but I really want to have that relationship where we share ideas and, and things that are really going to help us with our journeys and connecting more to the spiritual world so there's three ideas the first one was a moon ritual course that's something that's kind of been on my mind for a long time because we started with the moon ritual or the moon parties as I like to call them The second one is guided meditations. A friend of mine um, really wanted me to do some guided meditations because she's looking for guided meditations. And I have this idea that I'm kind of working through, which would be like seasonal meditations. So I'll do like a late summer series meditation bundle, and then I'll do one for fall, winter, etc etc and that will really keep it timely in, in the vibration of the seasons and then the third one is a scripting course so going deep into what what a scripting what even scripting looks like different scripting prompts how um, words create powerful manifestations the power of our words Um, the history of all of that and just kind of going deeper and also scripting when it comes to the moon phases. So those are some of my ideas. So if you have any input or want to share some something with me, send me an email. I would love to hear about it and hear from you. Anything. Tell me about your summer. How's it going? Summer has been really a beautiful time and just soaking up all of the country environment that I get to really live and and work with and just being in a cabin I mean I'm not at the moment but um the majority of the summer I have been going on adventures so many things just going on a walk just going for a hike in the woods has been so nourishing growing my garden and learning more about the importance of gardening and connecting in that way and making really nourishing foods from scratch using the garden has been so fulfilling it's the simple things that are really fulfilling for me right now but I'm yeah I'm just like really loving summer and trying to find ways to 
be more grateful for the summer season, work with the summer season, be creatively inspired by summer with my writing and everything else that I'm sharing here on the podcast and on Topanga Moon. Um, Yeah, so I'd love to hear about your summer so far, some of the highlights, some of the things that you would love to, to do. And it's funny, I'm looking at a poster right now of... Croatia and usually I would be spending my summers in Croatia but it probably won't happen until next year um, and it's such a huge theme for today's episode where I really wanted to get into the witch wound healing the witch wound and specifically talking about the witches in Zagreb, which is the capital of Croatia, and I wanted to tie it back to my ancestral lineage and heritage because I think it's so important to know kind of some of the basis and my connection for Topanga Moon, the rituals, all the things that I bring to Topanga Moon coming from um, a place of origin and learning more about, you know, these practices of witchcraft and paganism and all of that when it comes to eastern european traditions and specifically finding some history and some interesting um and some heartbreaking stories about witches in the capital city and i wanted to share that today and start to talk about this idea of the witch wound and what that means for us now how we can alchemize it, transform from it, move through it, and really use it as a powerful way to commune with nature more, be more of ourselves, bring our own authenticity out, and really use our throat chakra, share our ideas, be our whole authentic beings, and um, something that many of these witches weren't allowed to do and were persecuted for connecting to the spiritual world or using herbal medicine and all of these beautiful things which we can we are sometimes encouraged to use now, sometimes not. And diving into this topic of this generational through line of this witch wound, how it shows up in our current, you know, divine feminine perspective and everything to do with that and I love that I was able to find information and really tie it back to the you know my country of origin where my parents are from and share that with the podcast community to make it more connected to my stories and yeah, I'm just looking at this poster and it's from where my family's from, which is Zadar and this beautiful coastal town, city. We're from the village. I have so many cool stories within my own family of witchcraft, <laughs> which uh, are, are just funny to me. Um, but it's, it's interesting uh, how much of those kind of it's almost like they're folk tales that come up through conversation and through the villages and all of that. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, it's such a beautiful country and there's so much history. There's so much, what would I want to, how would I describe it? It is, it's such a, 
it's a country that really cares deeply about where they come from, their connection to the land, um, their reverence for the land around them, enjoying life, and just really are proud of the people that they are and the communities that they have and that connection and family and community and in the church and all those things are really strong within the culture um going to cafes coffee is a big deal over there (laughs) um food and wine and socializing and being with people and just a big emphasis on community and it's such a vibrant beautiful country um and the beaches are amazing the water is so healing there's so many healing locations there's so much yet to explore i've done some podcast episodes about croatia so if you want to listen back to some of my beginning podcasts you can hear more about that but i want to dive into the history of witches in croatia which i was just you know learning about which is so fascinating to me so let's dive into that let's start with um healing the witch wound and and what even is a witch wound so how does a witch wound show up in your own life and for me it's that fear of being misunderstood and i talk about this when i talk about being a five one five one five is a heretic um it has this projection field this theme of being misunderstood, being too much, being not enough, um, just being ostracized for who I really am and showing up as I am has been a through line kind of in all of my, like in so many moments of my life and different parts of my life and working through those and seeing how they show up and, and how I can move through them. A big thing for me was um, even releasing this podcast, creating a whole community and brand around spirituality and something that is not really seen or that prevalent within the culture Um, and having, you know, some of my Croatian friends really appreciate it or love it or like share about it. And, And that has been such a beautiful validation of of just like when you do have the courage to step into the things that you want to create, the stories you want to share, um, that you will be met with, uh, you know, when you're not seeking the validation, the validation shows up and it just, you're met with open arms when you can really, when it comes from that authentic place, when you're really sharing from your heart and doing it out of love and, and from a place of, um, a true authenticity. So I think that's been a really beautiful lesson that I've learned. So what is the witch wound? It's from lifetimes of being injured, tortured, and killed. Um, I do want to do a little trigger warning. There may be some things that I share, and I try not to share too much of the details of some of the witch trials and all of that because It was very triggering to me and I wanted to focus on some of the beautiful aspects of of the history, of the stories, um, of herbalism, of all of that 
that I really wanted to showcase and highlight and I didn't want to go too in depth into the details of the witch trials because we all we know about them and I find them to be very triggering sometimes so that is a little warning that this is an episode that we talk a little bit about that but for the most part I'm going to keep it on the transformation the transference the alchemy the beautiful energy that comes from and through all of that so these this is when we're coming from these lifetimes where we have been let's say ostracized or um, even people who have lost their lives for speaking truths about nature healing with herbs and communing with the energies of the universe um, that's the that's the witch wound it's that wound that we carry through us through generations through our stories through our folklore through our ancestral lineage for me specifically it would be the witches in Croatia and with all of my lineage coming from that area um, and now hearing and recognizing and learning so many stories about the tragedies that happened in those ancient times um, for you know, women and some men who really were just trying to be healers and trying to um, bring medicine when there was nothing else available or working with the plants or, um, you know, singing to to bring rain and all of these beautiful rituals and practices that were of the highest good but at any moment could be seen as dangerous or somebody could accuse you of of being a witch and whatever would transpire after that and it's so interesting to think about that and to see how that might have progressed into our current time and and even still now we might have some of that come up for us some of those traumas some of those fears of being misunderstood fears of sharing um sharing things in a public way and and not and being criticized for what you share or just being ostracized from a community because of your beliefs and all of these things that can happen that do happen and that's the idea of this witch wound that we're holding these wounds of not being able to speak not being able to share the beautiful um wisdom of you know things that are harmonious and healing and um helpful and i mean a lot of that is connected to patriarchy but we don't have to go into all of that um the aim is to connect uh to your female ancestors that were killed or named as witch these women used healing herbs for healing they told fortunes, they aided childbirth, they sang to make grow to make crops grow, and they created a ritual to bring rain. So there's all these beautiful practices that were done. Nervous to speak our truths and the art that we want to make, to be cast aside, to be judged or misguided, to be misunderstood or abandoned. These are all part of the witch wound being persecuted for who you are, the not-enoughness, the too-muchness, both of which I have felt at many times. This goes deep. 
with always feeling different in my own family and my thinking is too out of the box or too optimistic or too witchy or too woo-woo or too dreamy or too um, just in the clouds and being misunderstood in that way and and feeling you know for many years that I had to dim my light and not show how much I loved the moon or like (laughs) wanted to work with herbal medicine and um, all of those things but slowly over time recognizing that it was it's always more of a disservice to you to not stand in your truth and integrity and share your gifts with the world than it is to hide them to appease others no matter what is happening around you as long as it's coming from your true authentic soul and your knowing and your intuition and it's for the greatest good then it's really doing a disservice for everybody because when you're not giving your gifts to the world then we're not getting the gifts you know into the world and it's really just that fear that holds us back and even if we are misunderstood or, um, you know, not accepted, it's it, that's not part of our dharma. And to heal that witch wound is to heal those those moments and to transform them, alchemize them, start to share who you are, start to um, dive more into this world if this intrigues you, connect back to your ancestors, do the research of your own specific lineage and where you come from, um, honoring those moments, finding out more about the land, how you can work with herbal medicine, all of these beautiful practices to start to heal and transmute this witch wound. Um, Another one is really working with your throat chakra and start to share messages like I'm doing right now, sharing on this podcast, all of my (laughs) witchy ideas, which I just think are fun and magical and bring so much enchantment to your daily life. So reclaiming the word witch, reclaiming the word witch, from it being a negative to a positive, and embodying the divine feminine energy that is so sacred and held within that word. My desire to speak and embody sacred energy of goodness even when speaking about these hardships. And we know the pains of these women and some men who who experienced it, but to alchemize that now as we learn and more about these practices and how to heal our bodies with nature and use herbalism and finding light and love in any situation. And and this is what I really wanted to focus on is um, seeing, just learning more about these times and these historical accounts, but finding ways in our current life to honor that, to know that these women and men who were persecuted for having those beliefs or um, using nature in that way or or just innocently being persecuted and and called a witch really were, were doing them a disservice if we don't show up in this bright, beautiful, light-filled 
moment and start to truly use those gifts that they were trying to pass down and share and um and yeah so it's kind of like doing them an honor and if they were to lose their lives it's like how can we how can we heal that witch wound and honor those those people those those brave souls that had to go through those really difficult trying times and a lot of the times not of their own volition you know so I think that we can use this time and I think it's so important as we move into these you know newer realms newer consciousness realms that we start to heal that and the more that we explore you know things like herbalism is another way to transform that witch wound um Working with the throat chakra, like I talked about, is an amazing way. Sharing messages from your heart, just showing up as you is a beautiful way. Not being afraid to speak your truth, speak your integrity. Using things like St. John's wort for confidence and those happy vibes. It's the plant of the sun. <laughs> or find the plants that are from the you know area that you're from. And I think St. John's wort is prevalent in Croatia I know that lavender is really prevalent in Croatia and I use lavender a lot and lavender is very soothing calming and allows me to be my most dreamy divine self so things like that all right let's get to the history of the witch trials in Croatia because we talk you know we hear a lot about like the Salem witch trials and and things like that but we don't really hear much about the ones that go on in, in Europe or that went on in Europe, there was like a lot. There was a huge amount. Um, and in Croatia, specifically in Zagreb, it was a major place for these witch trials, which was very shocking and surprising to hear. But yeah, so the capital city of Zagreb has a history of witches and witch trials. They even offer tours now in the city, which is filled with magic, potions, spells, and the history as it happened. At a certain time, the city served as a dwelling for experts in magic, and sadly, more than 200 people were killed for these practices. Some of these tales are chronicled by Maria Juric Zagorka, who was the first female Croatian journalist in Croatia and a prolific writer. She was born in 1873. She was a writer and female activist and wrote the novel The Witch of Grich. Maria used manuscripts from the rich history of Zagreb and her inspiration for Countess Nera, which is in her book, came from the manuscripts on witches dating back to the 18th century. Many believe she based the story on a real-life witch trial of Baritza Sindek, Sindek, who was a widow who committed the most terrible crime of all time. <laughs> she was beautiful, smart, independent, the worst qualities, of course, that you could have as a woman in the 18th century. She was a very successful baker who was more interested in her business than in the many suitors that she had, which, of course, hurt their ego. 
So who did this baker think that she was to turn down powerful, wealthy suitors? There was one suitor in particular, the vindictive Laco Sale, started the process against Baritza based on false allegations from women who claimed she was a witch. Although the movement against harassing, torturing, and burning innocent women began spreading across Europe around 300 years ago, Baritza Sindek had to endure a true torment in her dungeon. She narrowly escaped death when, at the last minute, she managed to bribe the greedy Saleh with the help of her family and friends. However, only three months after the process ended, Baritza decided to make a bold move, which would ultimately cost her her life. The innocent baker decided to seek justice before the court, accusing the power that Saleh of taking a bribe, inciting fornication, and searching for the devil's seal on her body. The common baker stood no chance against the rich notary and was soon burned at the stake, according to one source. Which is such a, I mean, such a courageous thing for this, you know, independent baker who did not need to have a man or want a man (laughs) at that time. And she, even though she escaped, she decided that she wanted to seek justice. She wanted to see things turned around. And for that, for seeking justice for herself, which was totally justifiable for everything that she went through, through this man and his accusations that were false, um, and then had to bribe him and, you know, she lost her life. And that is, I mean, that story really got to me thinking about all of the women who, you know, and, and at times men, you know, there were men that were also part of these witch trials who lost their lives because, you know, they were possibly standing up for themselves or seeking justice or being independent or um, just wanting to have that that freedom and or working with plants or healing other people and it's just so incredible that you know these stories happened and you know hopefully we can always learn from these experiences and transmute them and alchemize them um, and honor these people who came before us who made waves, who were brave, who stood up for justice and for their own well-being and integrity. So this is one of the many awful stories of women being persecuted. Um, And it's so sad that she lost her life. And it is stories like these that really move me when I think about my lineage and my connection to that land. Um, and kind of some of the reasons why I feel so connected to the spiritual world. And, it, and it's, you know, learning about all these stories and give me that insight and give me that acknowledgement that, you know, maybe some of this comes from my direct lineage. Like maybe I'm tapping into something. Maybe my interest in all of this is connected to these times and how beautiful that is that I can share these stories now without the fear of being harmed and that I can continue to you know share in this way and do more for this community and continue to bring lightness to to the planet to the world 
<laughs> so some of the first reports of witch hunts among the South Slavs was in Zagreb in 1360. Concerning two women of the town, Alicia and Margareta, the verdict of the town was that they needed to produce six witnesses to say they were not, in fact, witches. So that was kind of the beginning part of these witch hunts, um, but it was really the most prevalent around the 1700s. Um, yeah, so what about, so the term koprinice is what this like slang for these witches. And what about the good, so there's all these like tales and stories about like bad koprinice, you know, that's kind of what they talk about when they go on these like tours in Zagreb and like these, there's all the, these other myths and legends and folklore. And when you hear witch, you hear bad and, you know, evil spells and taking over people's husbands and all these things you know I've heard it within my own family okay <laughs> um but what about the good Koprenica? it has been known that there used to live women and men who were excellent herbalists and had blessed hands in some parts of Croatia and Zadogoria people used to talk about wise women who were called in when no medicine would help with someone's sickness they were also called upon when livestock were sick or would need or would not eat being thought of as having the direct blessing from god these women even helped in dealing with bad curses challenging what their evil sisters did through the waging wards there have been reports of injured soldiers who were found in the woods and healed by these beautiful genteel women Many stories even tell of these kinds of encounters ending up in happy marriages, while some say that they never saw their healers again, as if they were mythical creatures. So I like the good stories. There is the, <laughs> there is the folklore and the bad witch stories, but I like to focus on um, the good ones. And I like to think of it that way. I, li I like to think that I come from the good witch lineage. <laughs> Um, so what are some of the things that we can do in this summer to tap into the healing, the mystical, the beautiful Koprinice? Well, we can work with herbs. That's a beautiful ritual. So um, collecting a St. John's wort, chamomile, um, lavender. What other herbs would be really beautiful? Um, using sage. I really love juniper berry, which is also prevalent in those areas. So many herbs that we can use. Even like cooking with herbs. So many medicinal properties with that. So thyme and sage and uh, basil is a huge staple in my cooking right now. And dill, we love dill. So any of those beautiful herbs, having an herb garden in your backyard getting you more connected with the power and the potency of plants and communicating with your plants. I always talk to my garden and, you know, see how they're doing. <laughs> see how Thelma and Louise are doing. My, um, my, my two tomato plants, Thelma and Louise. You don't name your gardens? You don't name the plants in your gardens? Is it just me? 
Um, another beautiful ritual that we can use to get back into that um, connection, that, that, that witch connection is collecting the spring water and being a steward for the water. And when we collect spring water, we're, you know, drinking spring water, which is so nourishing and beautiful and amazing for you. And um, that crystalline water can go in you and bring you to, you know, higher states, higher vibration. And then it'll just be able to share that with others around you. And then you start to have that relationship with the water and really have that reverence for the water. Another one that I love to do um, at any full moon or new moon ritual is making flower prayers, flower crowns, flower offerings. Um, sun gazing is another one where you can just get that potent energy from the sun, be out in the sun all day, work in the garden. The sunshine, the sun energy is so healing in such a beautiful way that we can ritualize with our planet. And another one is communing with your ancestors so is there anyone that you can um, meditate on connect with finding more out more about your lineage and and the lands that you come from or even the lands that you're currently on and um, starting to have that relationship the acknowledgement of the land that you're on um, who were the first people in that land who were the true owners of that land and all of that is going to give you that better connection that beautiful summer ritualization that can just make summer more brighter and beautiful I connect with my grandmother who I've never met and I am her namesake and I've heard that she's a very creative she was very creative and I think about all the ways that I'm sharing my creativity and really having the courage to continuously be creative and honor of her um, I imagine that at the time you know she maybe was not able to be as creative um, it just wasn't probably as accepted and just really transforming that wound and breaking those generational cycles and traumas to start to live in this more vibrant way so that future generations can have that as well and that's how we shift our vibrations and consciousness to be more harmonious and loving on the planet yeah so those are all the ways that we can transform the witch wound another thing i found out is that the translation of pagan it comes from the latin word paganus which is actually known as countrymen. So if you think about it, it's like working with country, being in the country. That is what a, a pagan is. Um, so I find that really interesting. I would love to hear your ideas, thoughts on this episode, how you connect with your own idea of this witch wound how you're healing it and alchemizing it and how you resonated with some of the stories that i shared today about the trials of the witch trials in in zagreb and um i know that they do these like tours over there so the next time i go there i'm definitely going to sign up for one of those tours because i want to like know the true you know some of the stories and histories that you can only find out when you're actually there when you're in the place um and it's those folklore tales that get passed down so yeah i'll share more of that 
when I learn more about that. But yeah, so that's today's episode of healing the witch wound and learning more about the witches of Zagreb, which is, I'm just so like, I'm just so happy that I learned about this and shared it with the podcast and knowing that I have this like strong connection and I can bring that more to this space and this community and that it's like a true ancestral lineage connection. So I thought that was really beautiful. So I hope you have a beautiful day wherever you are, enjoying the sunshine, enjoying this summertime weather. And like I said in the beginning of the podcast, if you have any ideas, recommendations, um, or thoughts on any digital offerings that you would like me to do, send me an email at anna at See you next week. Have a great day.